Praise the Lord. Good morning. Living life by conviction. Most of us live by default or by reaction. However, there's a better way. I have a conviction about living by conviction. I'm convinced that I ought to do it. Every day, I'm faced with choices that will put me in one of the three streams, life by default, in reaction, or by conviction. And though living by default is easy and reaction feels good in the heat of the moment, I realize more and more that only a life of conviction is consistent with my faith. It is the life God is calling me to embrace. I was born in the strong and comfortable flow of a defaulter's life. As a child, I simply fell in line with the culture and expectations around me, allowing myself to be carried along. Sometimes the flow caused discomfort, scrapping as it did through shallow waters or taking me in over my head. But it is easier to go with the flow than to fight it. Such a life is peaceful, though it lacks depth. It is a life of tradition, of security and happiness in the world as we find it of avoiding difficult questions. Many seem to stay in the default stream all their lives. Others break away, often in the teenage years, and begin to live in reaction. I did this too, for a while. I thought about life according to that which pushed against me. I never rebelled against God or my parents. But I made decisions and set standards by responding to triggers and emotional hot buttons. Reactionary living can feel very good. As most of us know, we feel alive when we live this way. But ultimately, it is just as shallow as default living. As a reactionary, if life stops pushing me, I stop responding. My passion does not live apart from its impetus. Both streams are very human. Both may even be necessary for growth into adulthood, but neither was meant to be a permanent way of life. The more I grew, the more I live with the uncomfortable realization that God wants me to step out of the flow, to lay down my reactions, and to live by conviction. Merriam-Webster defines conviction as the state of being convinced of error or compelled to admit the truth. A strong persuasion or belief, the state of being convinced. Conviction is not based on stimulus, rebellion or going with the flow. It requires thorough exploration of a matter, concentrated thought and committed practice. Living by conviction means living in accordance with what I believe to be true. 
according to what I have been convinced as true. I took my first step into a life of conviction when I first put my faith in Christ, convinced that I couldn't save myself, that I needed to be reconciled to God and that Jesus alone could save me. I deliberately placed my trust in Him. But conviction, I'm coming to realize, shouldn't stop there. It ought to permeate my life as I seek to live in God's reality. In Romans 14, Paul speaks of Christians who were divided over issues of diet and date keeping. He defends their right to hold differing beliefs but doesn't defend slack thinking. Let each man, he says, be fully persuaded in his own mind. Romans 14 verse 5 That scripture shook me one day as I read it. It showed me how many things I had let slide, not bothering to examine them or seek out the truth. In the core issues of life, in morals, personal standards, lifestyle, choices, spirituality, family, faith, I should seek to live deliberately rather than living as a habitual conformer or rebel. I should do things because they line up with what I believe. I should believe because I have sought out the issues, wrestled with the questions, and have been now convinced of the truth. As I spend time in the four Gospels, I see how radically Jesus lived by conviction. A default life could never have led to the cross. A reactionary life could never have saved others. Jesus lived first with a conviction of his own identity, choosing to lay aside social mores and expectations for the sake of following God's path. His moral standards were absolute, neither in conformance to the culture nor in the reaction to it. Jesus' convictions were so strong that he could not be swayed, baited, or tricked no matter how hard his enemies tried. To his followers, he promised many things, but chief among them is the understanding needed to walk a well-lit path. I am the light of the world, he said in John 8 verse 13. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. To live by conviction requires several things of me. First, it requires a recognition of authority. My personal preferences and opinions are not convictions. To live by conviction requires that I recognize objective truth as God defines it. If I want to live by conviction, I must regularly seek out the ultimate authority on all of life's issues. I must learn scriptures and apply it soundly to my life. If I wish to be fully persuaded in anything, I must put time and effort into studying the Bible. Second, 
A life of conviction requires a commitment to thought. As Gary Thomas wrote in Ignorant Christians, the Christian church has thrived for more than 2000 years because it has largely outthought its opponents. Christians should be people who think, believing that all truth is God's truth. I should have the freedom and curiosity to ask questions of God and of life, tracking down answers wherever I can. As one who is committed first to God's reality, I should question my culture, my education and most especially my own assumptions. And I remind myself as I begin to be carried away by the grandness of it all. I should ask questions not out of rebellion, pride or love of debate, but out of a sincere desire for truth. especially when it challenges me finally conviction is not conviction until i live it i'm fully capable of forming strong thoughts on all sorts of matters even expressing them freely all the while stopping short of putting my conviction into action ultimately that's not conviction it's just talk faith without works is dead as james reminds us what we do not live we do not really believe bringing my convictions into the realm of action also provides me with a good litmus test if i find that my convictions cannot be practiced i may need to reexamine my thinking god's truth corresponds to reality if my convictions do not they may not correspond to god's truth living by conviction i find is hard it bruises my pride challenges my brain requires work it's an ongoing process of reexamination and deliberation that stands in opposition to the ways i used to live but ultimately i know that true conviction will infuse my life with power and purpose When I'm committed to seeking out truth and living it, to being fully persuaded in my own mind on all matters of life and conduct, I'll find myself living life in a way I could not when I was content to be pushed or carried. By cultivating conviction, I will discover what matters and what doesn't. Will begin to live out my faith. will find the heart of god in many areas i didn't think to look before i'll sharpen my mind and my spirit i'll become a woman of god amidst men and women of god adult in my thinking no longer a child tossed to and fro by every slight of men and wind of doctrine ephesians 4 verse 14 in a time When many around me are willing to forego thought and simply feel their way through life, I know I've been called to follow the light of the world, to find the light of life, and to live a life of conviction, fully persuaded in my own mind of all that God has called me to do. If we live by the Spirit, let us stay in step with the Spirit.
Galatians 5 verse 25 The Lord has continued to impress on my heart the importance of walking in our convictions addressing them with the Lord repenting of what's revealed and moving forward in the sanctification he has blessed us with with so much happening in the world i think for many of us as christians it has caused us to look inward at the heart of who we have become it's made us look closer at who we are in the flesh and who god actually calls us to be it's made us ask if we look more like the world than people of god it's made us ask how did we get here and how can i move forward boldly living for christ As I wrestled through the question of why with my own heart I kept coming back to the sad reality that we can get caught up in turning a blind eye to convictions as hard as it was to admit this is all I could come up with complacency felt more comfortable which really translates into I choose my comfort over God's commands We are told all throughout scripture that the Christian life is not about comfort but conforming to the character of Christ. We see that in 1 Peter 1 verse 16. Be holy as I'm holy. And if we disregard our convictions, we disregard the commands of God and we begin to sidestep the call of holiness. Conviction leads us to bear fruit in our lives conviction is the pruning process god uses to make us more like him this is an honor to know that our creator wants us to reflect him to this world so that so desperately needs to see people living lives of order and order comes when we talk in conviction i pray We celebrate this and praise him for loving us so much that he doesn't want to leave us in our sin. May we turn to the word of God as we walk boldly in the convictions he lays on our hearts. Let us pray. Lord, thank you for conviction and thank you for loving me enough to pull me out of my sin i pray father for a heart that boldly walks in its convictions and leans into you help me lord to see conviction as a gift a gift of grace and mercy please continue to stir in my heart the places i've fallen complacent and lead me as i turn from them help me to live out the truth from galatians 5 verse 25 that if i say i live by the spirit let me stay in step with the spirit in jesus name amen i wish you all a very beautiful day ahead god bless you take care Stay safe. Stay blessed.